All right. We are here on the Denver Outfitters podcast. We took a bit of a break because we were redoing our podcast studio. Uh, but today we are on with Heather and Nikki from the Mayfly Project. Uh, so Heather is the Colorado lead mentor and also the national fundraising coordinator. And uh, Nikki is a mentor with the program. So I'll go ahead and introduce them. I'll have them say hello and kind of give you an overview of what the Mayfly Project is. So we'll, we'll start with Heather. Sure. Hey guys, it's Heather. Um, as Jill mentioned, I am the lead mentor here in Colorado and also the newly appointed uh, national fundraising coordinator. Um, Mayfly Project got started here in Colorado um, earlier this year, I would say February, March timeframe. And it was actually Nikki and I, um, we were the first two mentors um, here in Colorado. We can talk a little bit about kind of the history of the Mayfly Project, yeah. um, you know, after Nikki kind of introduces herself. Awesome. Yeah, I'm Nikki. Uh, I Heather got me involved with the Mayfly Project. She found out about it and was like, hey, we need to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay. And she's taken a lot more responsibility than I have. I've just am a mentor. <laughs> yeah, but mentors are important. So, so yeah, give us some background. What What is the Mayfly Project for those of us who don't know? For sure. So the Mayfly Project is a program that takes kids who are in foster care, whether they are in a foster home or in a group home, and we take them out fly fishing. Um, it's an opportunity for them to kind of disconnect a little bit um, and stop worrying about everything that they normally worry about, meaning you know, am I going to get adopted? Where am I going to be tomorrow? Um, and it gives them a break. Uh, I know for me, fly fishing has given me that break. Um, and anytime I'm stressed out, I go put a rod in my hand. Um, and so it started in Arkansas um, with Jess Westbrook. And then him and his wife started it. And then Caitlin um, came on board. She's in Idaho. Um, she was just, she was just our fly gal Friday. So yeah. go check that check, exactly. check that blog out. Yeah, and they've done a great job. Um, it started. Those were the two states that were started back in 2015. Uh, 2016, it's gotten a lot bigger. Uh, in 2017, we now have we're 100 volunteer base. Okay. Um, we have nationwide. We have. 75 volunteers on board. That doesn't include the kind of one-offs that our sponsors provide. Um, And we are in six states, um, but we've done seven projects. So Arkansas currently has um, two programs going on. Okay, in different parts of the state. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, From a Colorado perspective, as you mentioned, Nikki and I were the first two mentors um, at the beginning of the year. We now have seven mentors on board, um, boots on ground, and I have, there are five mentors who are in the hopper kind of going through the process. Okay. Is there, is, what type of training is involved as far as being a volunteer? For sure. So um, we'd like you to know how to fly fish. Um, If you don't, that's okay too. We're not going (laughs) to turn you away if you don't, um, because we can always use helping hands. Um, You always use a net boy or something. That's exactly right. Or a sandwich maker. Yeah. Don't ask Heather to net fish. (laughs) Hey, come on, man. She's really good at catching them. She's not so good at netting (laughs) them. I messed up one time. The only, like, literally the only. She's she's holding it against you now. I know. And it was, like, the most important fish, too. And I messed it up. Ah, That's okay. Um, So from a training perspective, Caitlin 
Um, Her background is in social services. And so there's a, she's put together a really great um, Mayfly project handout um, that covers anything that you need to know um, about dealing with kids who are in foster care. Um, And then, you know, a lot of this training that we do, like we teach each other, we rely on, you know, the other mentors for tips um, or tricks. And for Colorado specifically, we had, um, we worked with a group home this past year. And so we had the group home moms come along with us just in case something came up. Right. Um, but yeah, from a training perspective, it's, Caitlin does a great job. Okay. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, everyone fly fishes so differently. So it's so great to have so many different backgrounds in terms of training. There's not much fly fishing background training that we need or like have, but Caitlin's done a great job with the handbook and she spells everything out. Like if you run into this, then here's what you need to do. And she's, there are some rules in place where, you know, you can't be alone with a foster kid, with one of the kids by yourself. You always have to be in visual range or pairs, which I think is really good for the kids too, because it helps keep them feel safe. Right. Too. So. Uh, and what would like a specific uh, circumstance be that, you know, you're trained and prepared to, to handle? Can you give us an example of something that you might encounter on the water? Uh, meltdowns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These kids have a lot of stuff in their life that they need that they are working through. And so a lot of times, you know, fly fishing can you, it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. You, you can have a meltdown. I have my own meltdown. So just knowing how to handle that and how to talk to them so they get through it is okay. main the main thing. And I think that it's, it takes, it takes experience. Like right. it, you, the first time you experience it, you're not ready for it. And you're like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? And then you get into the, to it with the kids and you get to know them and you start talking to them and you talk them down from this ledge that they're like melting um, down yeah. from. And it just becomes, you become that much closer to the kid mm-hmm. and it becomes that much more special. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of training, but it's yeah. also, just a lot of internal feelings of yourself and right. like learning about yourself Being too confident and how to handle enough that you can yep, exactly. you can handle a situation if it kind of presents itself. Uh, how often are you working with the same kids all the time? How often are you taking them out? Yeah, so this past year we worked with just one group home um and it was all the same kids. There were four boys. Um there were, you know, there were weeks that um, we would have three boys, but it was the same four boys all the time. Um, the way that the Mayfly Project is structured is we typically do five outings, so the five stages of a Mayfly. Um, and we tailored ours a little bit differently, um, specifically for this group home. And so we, you know, we first went to the home to meet the boys, make sure that they were excited, address any concerns they had. And the biggest concern they had was safety around the water. And so, you know, we talked about that, addressed their concerns. And then when we got into the program, we took the kids out every two weeks. Um, and for our group of kids, we they 
only have access to a bus. They sometimes have access to the, the group home has a car that can take them out. So we wanted to get them to be able to fish where they, you know, they could hop on the bus, hop on bikes or walk there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, the way we structured it, was every two weeks. It's okay. different across well, we the nation. Well, we wanted to spread that out because yeah. it was their summer break. Okay. And we didn't want them to feel like we had, you know, jumped in at the beginning and done all five sessions one week every week. Mm-hmm. And then they had the rest of their summer to think that they were left out or, right. you know, not know what to do with themselves. So we wanted to spread it out so they could go in between and, you know, practice their knots in between right. sessions. And then so it was a lot more spread out. So it yeah. felt like they were had the attention the whole time. And is it a pretty big age range as far as kids that you're encountering or? Um, For us, our kids were 15 to 17, 14 to 17. Okay. But then like in Arkansas, I think the youngest they have um, is eight. So it's typically like eight to 17. Okay. Because once they hit 18, they're starting to age out of the foster system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that we don't engage them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a boy in our group who um, he's aging out um, and we're still, you know, we still keep in contact with them. Um, the cool thing, I may be jumping the gun a little bit, but the cool thing about the Mayfly Project is at the end of a program, every kid goes home with a rod, a reel, a pack, flies. Oh, wow, Basically, that's awesome. everything that they need to continue to fly fish. That's really cool. So it's not just one, you know, we come in, teach them how to do it, and they're like, good luck, you're on your own. Right. Because we all know how expensive it can be. And who, who's been helping you out with the rods and reels and such? Sure. You want to give a little shout-out to them. Yeah, of course. So we have amazing sponsors. Um, we have uh, Cortland Lines, um, Bass Pro has helped us, Smith um, Packs, Holly Flies, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, TFO. And then we just have a lot of um, individual sponsors okay. who, you know, not only donate their time, but they also donate money, mm-hmm. um, which is how we get these kids to continue to fly fish. To have a setup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, let's see. I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> and so how – I guess you kind of mentioned that um, Nikki said that Heather had gotten her involved in the Mayfly Project, but how, Heather, did you specifically find out about the Mayfly Project yeah. and become involved? So I found out about the Mayfly Project online, probably on – and I don't remember which specific website, but either Facebook or Instagram – Um, And I reached out to Caitlin and said, hey, you know, do you have a program in Colorado? And she says, nope, you want to start one? And I was like, okay, sounds good. Because I'm part of um, Trout Unlimited here in Colorado. And so my thought process was that I could utilize those resources. That's how Nikki and I met um, to kind of bring people in to the group. Um, So it's been in Colorado, it's been there. We've had such great folks come who've helped us out, um, you know, from local fly shops. So Orvis is a huge sponsor of uh, Denver. And the Mayfly Project actually won um, this spring. They won the Orvis Breaking Barriers Award. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, Jen at the Cherry Creek Orvis has been amazing um, in helping us get started here in Colorado. 
Okay, awesome. And then as far as people wanting to get involved and wanting to volunteer, do they reach out through your website or social media? So they can reach out. um, There's an application process. They can go directly to our website, um, which is themayflyproject.com. And there's under there, there's like, I think, ways to get involved and um, just go through the application process. And our volunteers, I know you had mentioned you did, you know, five outings over the course of the summer. Do you expect volunteers to be at every single one of those outings? Or, you know, if there's people who are like, I can make it, you know, this weekend and this weekend. I've got a busy summer, but I want to help out. Are there opportunities for people to not be quite as involved, but still volunteer their time? Yeah, there are. So, um For the five programs, we would like the commitment from volunteers because the thing that we've found with dealing with any type of kids, if you have um, consistency, there were, we have um, within the seven that are on board, there was six on board at the time that we were doing the program and um, they have backgrounds, you know, in jobs. I have a job in finance, Nikki's in retail. We've got people in real estate um, and we've got some folks who are going to school. And so their schedules just get crazy. And when somebody didn't show up, the kids were asking, hey, where's you know, so-and-so? where's Austin at today? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, hey, you know, he's got school. And so there would be a little bit of disappointment. And I think for consistency, that's the thing. And Nikki, you can probably talk a little bit to this too, is it's key is if you're not consistent, these and they probably don't have a lot of consistency that's exactly in their life, it. anyways. Yep. So, yep, that's the reality. Is these kids have adults who don't show up for them mm-hmm. um, and aren't positive, you know, consistent role models, mm-hmm. and that's where we step in and say, "Hey, we're gonna when we tell you we're gonna be here, we'll be here, mm-hmm. and we're gonna give you 110 percent, and you get all of our focus." Mm-hmm. On the flip side, there are you know, options to just, we do a lot of outreach. Um, It's not, most people are like, "Eh, I don't really want to stand at a table and talk about the Mayfly Project. That's how we've recruited other volunteers. Right. And so if people are thinking, ah, it's for nothing, me standing here trying to sell swag or trying to talk about, it's not, um, it's, that is just as important as being on the water with those kids. Okay. And do you give people the dates ahead of time? Yep. Okay, so how far in advance are you, you know, planning your trips? Uh, so typically in the – that's a great question. <laughs> uh, in the summer, um, we try to get a, a schedule pretty locked down based upon the needs of uh, the group home. Okay. Right now, Colorado's a little bit um, – not we're in a weird spot because we are waiting to identify our next group of kids. Okay. Um, and so we've had conversations with the agencies. Um, and, and we're just when you say agencies, are they so they're the adoption agencies? Okay. Yep, and the social and then, services. And then they kind of say, you know, I think this group home yep. would benefit from this type of exactly. Okay. Yep. Cool. So from an outreach perspective, we know the events that are coming up. Um, for example, we have a gear drive coming up on December 14th. So next week, um, it's in partnership with the Greenbacks, which is part of Colorado Trout okay. Unlimited. Um, okay. We're doing a gear drive for the Mayfly Project there. Um, and then, you know, we've got the fly fishing show 
And we've got those type of events that we have lockdown dates where we'll Mm -hmm. need people to come out and help and support the Mayfly Project. Okay, very cool. So hopefully people can, you know, get enough info from the podcast that they can find the resources they need if they do want to volunteer. Um, Where where are you taking these kids? I mean, you're taking them close to Denver. It sounds like they've got a bus. Are you taking them, you know, to Deckers or? Yeah, so we work – what we wanted to do with this last group that we worked with was because they were older was we wanted to give them tools that they could use once they are out of the foster care system and mm-hmm. so they can keep going. So we did a lot within Denver, Denver city limits. So we okay. did the DSP, we fished um, city park. Um, we did any other in Denver. I don't think we did any Not others in those, Denver, yeah. we, but we hit a couple spots all, along the DSP. So okay. They kind of had an option. Okay. Um, but then also we took them to Decker's okay, a couple cool. times. Um, we did our bug class um, behind uh, Angler's All. Or yep. We started at Angler's, at Angler's All. All. And okay. then took them down to the DSP to show them bugs. And that was really cool. They got to get in the river. Um, so, yeah, we kind of – it varies. We, we did a lot. This was our first time doing this. So we kind of played around with it to see what worked, what didn't work. And um, – Deckers worked really well. We were able to get down there and back in time for their on time limits too. So okay. it was easy and it's a great river for them to learn on. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah. And they don't, they don't get to leave right. too. So they don't get to leave the city very often. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool for them to get to go out and do that. Awesome. Uh, so I wanted to ask about just, you know, I'm a big story person. Do you guys have any uh, really cool or rewarding stories about a specific individual or anything like that that you want to tell us? I mean, I don't know. I don't want you to, you know, drop names or yeah, anything. Yeah, no, for but, sure. But we'd sure. love to hear, you know, kind of an example of yeah. of the Mayfly Project. I think we both have stories. We yeah, have a lot yeah. of stories, I think. I always <laughs> tell the same story <laughs> okay. over yeah. and over again to okay. people who ask about the Mayfly Project. So the boy I was working with um, – you know, we were having just a hell of a time catching fish. And it's because you just kept missing fish. Um, and I remember standing in the river next to him. We were on the DSP. And he says to me, he's like, Miss, thank you so much for coming out. He was like, you know my history, which isn't super positive. Um, but you continue to come out and you're consistent and you don't judge me and you make me feel safe. And I, at that point, I was like, oh, my God. This is not about catching fish. It's really about standing next to these kids and being a positive role model for them. And the fact that he got nervous, you know, he would tell us that he was nervous because we would we transport the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Nikki and I always transported together. And he always told us that, you know, driving home that we made him feel really safe in the car. And so. After that, I was like, okay, if we get into fish, awesome. I mean, if yeah. not, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't care. He did. Fish He's the one that I, I uh, he hooked into a gorgeous, mm-hmm. huge brown on Deckers and. You lost it. <laughs> I, yeah, I missed it. The it's a high, it was a high pressure net situation. <laughs> it was really stressful. Yeah. I, things were starting to get weird and I couldn't reach it. And then he started to drop his rod and, and it just got off. He got, off. got away. Yeah, oh, that I was going to throw up. <laughs> oh, and man. so did like all the mentors just looked at me with like those big eyes, like, oh no, what just happened? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. That's that's cool, though, that he's able to verbalize that yeah. to you because, I, I mean, I, I don't want to make assumptions, but I imagine it might be hard for some of them to express that. They appreciate it, but maybe they can't, mm-hmm. you know, tell you. Yep, absolutely. And that's the thing is they, from the beginning to the end of the trip, they opened up so much to us. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite thing. Like driving home, I would always say, when it, well, it first started, the first trip home, I was like, so what do you guys think was the best thing that happened today? And they were like, you guys showed up. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they were like, and, you know, you we got to learn this stuff. And, and I said, okay, well, what are you going to work on next time or for next time? And they said, well, we're going to work on our patients. And then it became every time I asked them, I knew that the answer was going to be that the best part was us showing up. And that was like my favorite thing. Yeah. I just asked because I knew that was the answer and it made me so happy. Yeah. Um, and and they just they're so genuine, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an amazing trait to have as a human being with everything they've been through mm-hmm. is they're so honest and genuine and they will tell you exactly how they feel. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to open up to us and tell us how thankful they were for us just makes your day. It's super amazing. Cool. Yeah, super authentic. Uh, do you have a, a story other than oh, your bus ride uh, home that you want to share? Or? So I remember the first time we went to the group home, there was one boy and he was very shy and he was he loves origami. Okay. So we the whole time we were there, he didn't really want to talk to us and he was just kind of listening. You could tell he was listening and paying attention, but he was folding up origami fish. Because he was excited to go fishing. And then um, I think it was the second to last session. He's like, I caught a a rainbow trout. And I was like, what? You did? When when did you catch this? He's like, yeah, it's in my room at home. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'll show it to you when we get back to to the house. I was like, okay. So he brought me this little – this little fish that he had folded up out of, like, rainbow paper. Oh, cool. And he's like, I made this for you. And I was like, oh, okay. oh I still have it. It's sweet. in my car. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, right in my car on my dashboard. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so I want to kind of break the from the Mayfly Project and just ask you guys, you know, about yourselves. How did you guys c- come to the world of fly fishing? I mean, it's a fly fishing podcast. Yeah. How did you find it? What does it do for you? For sure. So – I am originally from Pennsylvania um, and grew up spin fishing. Um, and then when I moved to Colorado, I was like, okay, well, I want to learn how to fly fish. Um, and my boss at the time was an amazing fisherman. Um, and I said, hey, you know, can you help me? You know, and he is not the he is not patient at all. <laughs> but he was like, yep. So we went to the golf course um, near work. He brought in rods and um, and took me out, and it, I've been fishing ever since. And how long ago was that? About f- I think it's like been five years. Okay, five and a half. Cool. I something like that. And um, and when did you move to Colorado? I moved here seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, and for me. It's it's my outlet. Um, I go when I'm pissed off. I go when I'm stressed out. I go just – and there will be weekends. Like Nikki and I, I blew off work and she didn't have to work. Hopefully so. your employer's not going to listen to the podcast. No, it's fine. They, they're very supportive <laughs> okay. because they know that if I don't fish, then I'm not super okay, happy. Okay, okay. Um, and there are times where we go and we catch a ton of fish and there are times where we go and we just like – laugh and giggle and have a good time <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know fall in the river and <laughs> a couple times. you know yeah and 
I think for me, it's about experiencing and being out in the river and being surrounded by people who I love and love spending time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've met a lot of really amazing people through fly yeah, fishing. Absolutely. I think that's one of like the biggest draws to it yeah. uh, for me. So, and then how did you get into fly fishing, Nikki? I had a friend who was like, Hey, try this. You'll like it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I did. And I, I went once and then I was like, I kind of like this. So I decided to go to um, some of the women's nights around town. And okay. I literally met Heather, the first one I went to, and she's like, hey, I need to, to talk to you because I've heard about you, and I need you to volunteer. And I, and <laughs> I love volunteering and helping. Okay. And so she's she's like, I need you to volunteer. And I was like, okay, well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go fishing. And so we've been fishing ever since, and that was probably a year and a half ago, maybe I think two, I don't know. Uh, a year and a half ago, okay. maybe. Awesome. Yeah, so not very long, and I just kind of got thrown into it and uh, with our other, the Greenbacks um, and then the Mayfly Project, Heather and I do a lot together, <laughs> and uh, and then we fish together all the time, too. So she's Awesome. My, she, other than my dog, are my is my favorite fishing partner. <laughs> there you go. See, my dog, he's great, but he's just not the best fishing dog. That's she's how mine is. not, yeah, mine's just weird i don't know <laughs> no she's a good dog but my and then mine comes and he's just like oh look at that hole and he just jumps right <laughs> in. yeah traips through it my uh-huh. dog traips through it, and then he get he wants to stand next to me but he gets cold easily yeah i'm like i just need a dog that's gonna like chill on the bank you know yeah my dog does that. Yeah, yeah see we, we're all looking for that perfect yep. fishing dog i mean mine i think he's a perfect fishing dog even though he's an <laughs> yeah, asshole right? jumps in and <laughs> uh you know runs through the holes i don't care yeah it's for me, it's really like there are times where I fish hard and my dog doesn't come. But there right. are times when my dog comes, I'm just like, eh, We're it's just okay. out here for the yeah. experience. You yeah. Know? If I catch a fish, awesome. Hopefully he doesn't try to bite its face off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if I don't, that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do the same thing. I'll bring him sometimes and then other times I'm like, you're staying yep. at home, yeah. dialed in today. Uh-huh. So do you guys have, since you're in Colorado, do you have like a favorite water that you like to fish? I, I like to ask that question just for people who are, and don't give away any secret spots, mm, obviously, no. <laughs> but, but just uh, like general rivers or areas that you kind of like to hit. My favorite river is the Yampa. I don't fish it nearly enough. Um, but one summer, we, Nikki and I, spent fishing Alpine Lakes. Mm-hmm. And I. That was fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I love fly fishing so much, but it's so busy mm-hmm. um, that some of my favorite places are just now. There's just too many people. Right. And that's, I'm not going to combat fish with anybody. Right. I'm not going to, if you want that spot, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and the whole enjoyment of it yep, is getting exactly. out and not yep. being combative with people. Because exactly. Your people are combative on the roads. People yeah. are combative in the store. And it's like, yep. I just want to be away from everyone. Yep. So, exactly. so, yeah, high, high alpine lakes are, yeah. and they're gorgeous. Take a little work to get to. Yep. But um, I actually have yet to fish the Yampa. It's on, on my list of, of ones to hit. So we'll have to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any favorites? I, I don't think I've been to enough places to have a favorite. Okay. Um, 
Although I am getting really good at the DSP. That is the truth. I will yeah. say that I'm the self-proclaimed okay. queen she of the DSP. Yeah, I actually haven't yeah. really fished in town much either. I've, I've heard stories about there what is really in there. are really big trout. Are there? there? Yeah. And I have this – I just like go and I jump in and I'm like catch a big fish. And I'm like, all right, well, I can go run the rest of my errands. I can go <laughs> walk the dog. I can do all this stuff. And it's great. But then she'll we'll be at work and she'll send me and a couple of our friends <laughs> Pictures. a yeah. picture of like – a ginormous rainbow she caught and we're like come on man there's like i mean there's like carp and isn't there yeah. like bass and pike too there's like everything yeah well yeah. no pike but yeah. um i think there's walleye yeah carp um there is a, there's a, t- a, ton, a ton of other of fish, bass yeah. yeah trout rainbows browns um but i i've only caught, caught trout in there okay I'm cool. scared to catch anything else. I well, don't know what to do with a carp. You're using mostly trout flies, I would imagine. <laughs> yes. Unless you're unless you're like ripping a streamer through there. Well, I tried case. that one. Yeah. I like, don't want to catch a carp. I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> carp are like bottom feeders. I've never caught a carp, but I heard they're a ton of fun. A lot of work to reel yeah. in. Yeah. They just kind of like suck stuff up. So like if you drop it in front of their face, they're like, oh, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'll take it. But yeah, I, I don't know the first thing about carp fishing, but it's, it's on my list to learn. So uh, dream trips. You guys have any dream trips? you've been just places you would love to fly fish we were just talking about this yesterday um i would love to go to kamchatka or patagonia those are yeah two on my list new zealand is also on my list yeah i mean i wouldn't mind going there either i wouldn't mind going anywhere really (laughs) like if you really think about it anywhere where there's not people yeah Yeah. I I have wanted to try saltwater fly fishing. Oh, here. Yeah, it's that like too. Crazy cool. I mean, yeah. obviously, like giant browns in New Zealand sound awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I've had a couple of friends who have recently saltwater fly fished, and like, I guess it's just like a whole different ball game. Yeah. I mean, like in a second, you're like in your backing, which is I can't even imagine. So, but I gotta get better at my back cast. Yeah. Because <laughs> in Colorado, I'm just roll casting everywhere. Yeah. I tried uh, fishing for reds down in New Orleans. Okay. And it was so freaking hard. Yeah. It was it was so fast that I just didn't even know what was happening. Right. And I knew going into it that I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I knew I was very inexperienced. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from that trip that I need to focus on. But my brain was just spinning. I was like. Just oh totally gosh. overwhelmed. <laughs> very overwhelmed. Yeah. I was like, you know, have a guide yelling at me, you know, 10 feet to the left, 10 feet, strip, strip, strip. I was like, I didn't, he's like, oh, you missed it. I was like, I didn't even see it. <laughs> no idea what is happening right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on the list of, yep. of more trips to take. Exactly. You got to take the trips to learn how to do I it. I know, right? Yep. There's so many <laughs> yeah. places. I, I always ask that question and like some of the answers I get are, you know, your standard, like Patagonia, mm-hmm. New Zealand. But, like, some people are like, I mean, there's so many places in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like Muskie or Pike on the fly I hear yep. is a blast. You know, those things just, like, slam flies. Yeah. So yep. there's so many so many different places that we can go. So um, we're kind of near the end of our time. So I want to wrap things up with uh, either just advice or general comments, ways to help uh, for either you all personally or for the Mayfly Project specifically. Sure. I uh, just kind of want to open it up for you guys to, you know, have a platform. And Yeah, absolutely. So the one thing that I forgot to mention, which is super important about the Mayfly Project, in Arkansas, 
kids are getting adopted because of the Mayfly Project. Oh, that's um, so cool. So check out our website, um, and you can see the videos. So um, three of the boys have gone through um, the Mayfly Project, and um, Nick and his sister, Nick went through the program, um, and you know, found a family that wanted to adopt him and found out he had a sister. So it was like a two for one deal. That's <laughs> awesome. They were literally adopted less than a month ago. Wow. That's um, awesome. Frankie and Clayton. Clayton is in his house. Who's um, so we, we do these um, videos with project zero in Arkansas okay. and um, it just gets, you know, sent out, posted on our website, posted on our social media, and they had to shut down um, the application process for the last kid because they had so many people applying. Oh, wow. That's so um, cool. So, yeah. Um, and there we just did another um, project with Project Zero or another video with them, um, and it's on our social media. Okay. So if and you're – And what, what are your social media accounts? Yep. Uh, counts. Uh, accounts. Oh, I was like, yeah, counts? Sorry. You're going to ask me for numbers? Yeah, like, what? is it uh, yeah. just the Mayfly Project it's, on Facebook or yep. Instagram? Or, exactly. Okay. So Mayfly Project on both Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, you can find us there. And, um, yeah, so if people want to get involved, they can find us through our website, through our social media accounts. Um, if you want to start a program, um, you know, reach us through, just go through the application process. Or if you're just like, I don't have time, then just help us promote through social media. Yeah, because, spread the word. Yeah, spread the word about the Mayfly Project because it is, I'm a little bit biased, but the reality is, is you are helping kids who just are, you know, they kind of get a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you can help spread that word and get, you know, more kids in adopted, then we're, you know, we're, we're doing a good job. Yeah. And I know you've mentioned a couple of times, uh, boys homes that you've been working with. Do you ever specifically work with, uh, girls? Homes? Uh, yeah, there. Okay. So Mayfly Project doesn't, we're not biased. Um, we just identified the group home here in Denver was specifically boys. Um, the hope is, is that, with the next group of kids, we can either find a group home with girls, which mm-hmm. would be awesome, um, or find kind of a mixed, you know, kids who are in foster care. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of co-ed programs. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. And then, Nikki, do you have any kind of last closing statements or anything you'd like to, uh, to add? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I would say – like Heather said, I just reiterate that if you can't help by donating your time and you can't help by donating money, donate by putting the word out. Um, but we all, we also, we do take donations of gear too. I know everyone who awesome. does have old gear, they can, Heather or I will come pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> if you're absolutely. in Denver or the Denver area or Colorado even. So we will take anything. Um, we appreciate everyone's thought process of like or you know thoughts that go into caring for something like this Mm -hmm. um and we can appreciate any anything that you want to give awesome (laughs) but thanks for coming in and thanks for what you do awesome thank Thank you you for having us yeah thank you for having us yeah letting us talk about my project yeah absolutely it's been fun all right signing off